Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since January 1st, 2022, we've been paying attention to music that's been coming out this year and last. And we're going to listen to it and talk about it. This, this is, is Getting, Getting New Music, music. a January Welcome, motherfuckers. <laughs> this is episode one, season one of Getting New Music, a whatever cast. It's our monthly music catch up. Yeah. Um, I uh, forgot what the name of it was oh, during the intro. I'm sorry, uh, catch up? Pretty, yes. Uh, I brought mustard for this. Well, that's good too. I'm a fan yeah. of that as well. We just okay. need some pickles, some some burgs, some cheese, some something. We we got a burger Fucking, going there. Um, yeah, uh, like real easy to make, tastes great. <laughs> maple syrup. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, wait, ketchup on pancakes? That's fucked up. Maple what, syrup. What, how do you feel about people that put pan, uh, like peanut butter on pancakes? I'm okay with that. I just don't like pancakes in general, really. Mm, like, I, I yeah. don't agree with weird guy on the bus. I, I like pancakes, mm. but I do understand people's criticisms of pancakes. It's, like, like, it's, it's the worst, like, pure uh, carbohydrate breakfast mm, food. Yes, absolutely. Straight up, I would so much yeah. rather have a crepe. I would so much rather have a waffle of sure. any type. Even if it's uh, a fucking see, toaster waffle. I, I personally think waffles uh, are in the same category as pancakes mm, in yeah. most circumstances. I mean, I like waffles. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating. I love a waffle. I'm, I'm a Su- waffle superior man. Superior texture. Uh, although, you know what I really want to try mm-hmm. is um, those really fluffy Japanese pancakes. Uh-huh. Those look like they have an awesome texture. But oh, are you talking about the pancakes where they make them in the rice cooker? Yeah, and they're yeah, like yeah, and they're three inches thick. thick? Yeah, yeah, they just that, look like a cake. That looks fucking yeah, tight. Yeah, I, I want to make that. I want to yeah. stick my dick in one of those. Uh, you could do that. You could, yeah. you, could, you could make an OnlyFans where you just make weird, obscure ethnic dishes and then put your penis in them. Uh, uh, only pans, and it's just me and pancakes. <laughs> You fuck different kinds of pancakes. You you rate them at the end. Yeah, rank yeah. them at yearly. Just like, yeah. uh, McDonald's pancakes, not that fuckable. Mm. I hop though. If you go for the blueberries, that's money, baby. Especially yeah. if you try the different syrups. Different syrup for everybody, really. To lube it up, different syrup for everybody. I like the I like the <laughs> butterscotch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you don't see it that often, but when you see it. It's like Pavlovian instant hard on baby. Yeah, rock hard mm. at the IHOP. Well, I was actually speaking of IHOP. Um, there was a meme that I saw recently that I shared in my story that was like this dude with a bunch of Cheesecake Factory tattoos like yeah, down yeah, his I saw arm. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like that was one of the first times in a while that I've like laughed out loud loudly at my phone by myself. And, and, and so like it made me wonder because he had different like location numbers there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Is it all places? He worked at? I don't know. The, what what I thought about it is it instantly made me think of like a four-sided like metal long sleeve. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's and all like, Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I started thinking like what if we did that for like other brands? So you got like IHOP and then you wow. got like... Dude, uh, Applebee's one would go Applebee's, so hard. Like an yeah. Applebee's war metal shirt would uh-huh. go so fucking yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. TGI Fridays, Chili's. 
Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah all, Denny's. All the sit down yeah. chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is up, Denny's? Yeah, well, yeah. Denny's one in, on the back. It says, What the fuck is up, Denny's? <laughs> that would actually be pretty tight. That would be sick Man, as yeah. Well. yeah, that's pretty good. Well, anyways, we're here because we, okay, we recommend new music a lot on the podcast, and, mm-hmm. but we don't have like a formal place to talk about it. Yeah. And when we were doing our like album of the year podcast, we had a lot of fun. And we did, and we got a lot of great great feedback on it and it, it got like more downloads than most of our regular episodes easy and so you know we figured you know what this is what the people want they want us to talk about music that is not necessarily buckethead <laughs> which of course we're like hmm i don't know about that but we'll give it a shot we'll yeah. give it a shot so we what we thought of or what brit thought of and which i think is a great idea is that every month the end of the month or towards the end of the month we Go ahead and we we each bring three albums of recent memory to the table. I think mm-hmm. our guidelines are like around within three months or so. Uh, I said two. You okay. uh, you two of yours are like three months back, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> well, okay, the, thing, the, the year the thing, just started. Well, the thing is, I I was like, well, it should just be like from uh, the end of our album of the year podcast, basically, mm-hmm. and, and then on, and so it should be like either stuff we might have just missed for album of the year podcast yeah. or brand brand new stuff totally um, and that that's where i was coming from okay. on it you know yeah. these were albums that i got to after we talked about right. that and i i ideally want to talk about more stuff from 2022 going forward but mm-hmm. there's two of mine yes are from 2021 yeah. um but because hey i think they're worth talking about yeah. and i i think you'd agree so yeah. uh without further ado i say why don't we get into it yeah yeah do you have a do you have an order for these uh so we're gonna talk about your number three pick first number three Pick is that power pal? No, big dumb face, okay. which is a uh, big dumb face, uh, Christmas in the Cave of Dagoth, uh, released on December 11th, 2021. So, uh, I, I had just missed this because I gave uh Spencer my list like mm-hmm. four days before this album was released, yeah. Uh, and I, I had missed this one. Uh, if mm-hmm. you don't know, big dumb face is a side project from Wes Borland of um, Limp Bizkit fame, uh, it's him and his brother. And uh, then usually like a couple of studio musicians. And, What's his um, brother's name? Borland. <laughs> so, something, Al Borland. Yeah, Al, it's Al, Al, Albert Borland of, yeah. of Tool Time fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, big dumb Tool Time. <laughs> um, but so they started this band uh, around the time like Limp Bizkit uh, got um, Wes Borland in like the late 90s. And they actually released a demo mm-hmm. in 1998. And uh, then they released an album uh, very soon after, I believe, Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored Water in 2001 uh, mm-hmm. called, like, Duke Lion Fights the Power or something like that. Right. And uh, that album, when that came out, like, I read an interview with him, and um, uh, Wes Borland said that basically the project was kind of like his take and his tribute to Ween. And at the time, it was very Ween-esque. Like, the songs were diverse, <laughs> and there was some metal stuff. Okay. But a lot of it was very, like, you know, funny rock. You know, funny rock. Sure. Ween-type music. Yes, wieners. Like, like weird. Wiener Weird, music. funny, like, Penis music. rock. Yeah, like, alt-rock, alt <laughs> you know, with lots of, like, Les Claypill energy. Yes. Uh, and, like, very just, like, tongue-in-cheek, stupid shit. Sure. Um, and then they released an album that I, I hadn't listened to. I didn't know they released three albums. I thought this was their second album at first, but mm-hmm. they released a follow-up to that in uh, 2017 
which actually sounds a lot more similar to this album. Um, and this album, uh, it was announced uh, right in the beginning of December, and he said, you're going to have a special surprise from Big Dumb Face right before Christmas, and he released it like a week later. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird album. This is a weird album. And uh, <laughs> in, in, his, uh, in as much, Wes Borland uh, has said, quote, Big Dumb Face has always been about being filterless, quickly clever, fast, and most importantly, dumb. And I, okay. I could not... This is exact. That's a perfect description of this album. Yeah, that yeah. is a perfect description of this album. Yeah. Okay. So, a couple things about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you sent this to me. You were like, "Yo, listen to this." And you know, you're one of those people that if you send me something to listen to, I generally will. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, right? We have similar tastes, and if even if we don't, there's a reason you would send something to me. Yeah. So I listened to it, and I was like, "Man, this is fucking weird." And yeah. so to quote myself, when I texted you back after I listened to it was. This sounds like if Ball Sagoth tried to make a Mr. Bungle album. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And like, so d- if you're not familiar with Ball Sagoth, Ball Sagoth is a symphonic metal band yeah, like, with, with a narrator instead of a right, traditional like, vocalist. Like, ba- Ball Sagoth is like, um, uh, they're almost like if uh, Cradle of Filth was cool in, in ways. Yeah. They're, so they're like, like very yeah, symphonic. They're, yeah. I think I don't know if they take themselves super seriously or super not seriously, but they're mm-hmm. like right on that line. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 tough to say yeah. either way. They're epic as fuck, though. Uh, big big recommendation to Balsa Goth. I haven't listened to him in a while, but I used to be really into him. A uh, big dumb recommendation. Big right? dumb recommendation. Yeah, yeah. So definitely like big Balsa Goth energy. Yeah. Huge Mister Bungle energy. Uh, definitely. Uh, definitely like hints of Guar. Definitely Ween. Uh-huh. Uh, in, mm-hmm. in the synth parts, like sometimes they're you know like symphonic metal. But sometimes they're just like cool and like very quick and synth wavy. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some cool, cool synth parts in this it's, album. Yeah, it's it's pretty diverse and pretty pretty weird. Yeah, um, yeah. There's it's it, one thing that that surprised me is like it is. It's a this is a metal album, and in in, in a lot of ways, I would I would say is an extreme metal album, it, um, it, it, which it is, is interesting. I, I'd say oddly, so most of the songs are metal. I'd say like 90% yeah. of the songs are metal. However, the last song is 26 minutes long uh-huh. and it's very diverse. It starts out on a metal song and then has some like weird ambience to it for a second mm-hmm. for a couple minutes actually. And then like it starts just going through different songs. And I don't know if you noticed, but mm-hmm. there's a song on there where, uh, do you remember, uh, the song ride the snake off of limp biscuits, uh, chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. None of the top like, of my head. It was, I think it was the very last song. It was like a hidden track on the album. Mm-hmm. It goes like, uh, give me that bass, like the bass in your face, like a can of mace. Ride the snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually sing that on here. Oh, right. And and I looked that up, and it turns out that song was initially, and that line was initially on their demo tape from 1998. Huh. So that Limp Bizkit song actually came from a Big Dumb Face song, and then they reprised it on this. Thanks for that deep biscuit lore. But but I would say, so the last song is Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I'd say there's like maybe five, six songs within that 26 minute song Mm -hmm. and all but the metal song sound like ween songs, basically. Uh, there's also another song mm-hmm. in the album that sounds like a ween song. There's a, a, a ukulele song. Right. There's an acoustic yeah. guitar song. Um, it's, it's a very diverse album, although the majority of the tracks are metal. Yeah. 
and there's definitely a very metal aesthetic to the album, but it's also like, it plays around a lot. You know what it kind of reminded me of in ways is, um, mm. uh, crotch dusters. I was literally, I was literally yeah. going to say crotch duster. Yeah, crotch, I was like, uh, oh. yeah, yeah. It reminded yeah. me a lot of crotch, uh, of crotch duster. If, 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 if you're not familiar with crotch duster, that is the project from the dude who I'm forgetting his name. He's a producer mm-hmm. for like a bunch of bands. He plays guitar and produces, uh, uh, charred walls of the damned, the band with, uh, uh uh what's his name drummer from death yeah um, and uh tim ripper owens it, it's yeah it's basically a super group of former death members yeah it's uh, like it's like steve DiGiorgio, uh-huh. uh, uh richard christie yeah and uh and uh tim ripper owens and then this dude whose name i'm forgetting yeah but he's, uh, he's a great guitarist but he is but he's like a great producer he also did that band uh he also had like a death metal band for a while that the uh, 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 guitarist vocalist from Trivium, Matt Heafy, yeah, yeah. did vocals for. That's actually a super sick death metal he, band. He actually uh, he he produced a couple of Trivium albums. I think like the really biggest ones. Oh yeah. Day. Oh no, definitely. Like I'm, um, that dude works with a lot of people. I'm I'm sorry, yeah, I'm forgetting um, his name. But anyways, mm. uh, so that dude did a joke metal band called Crotch Jester a billion years ago. Uh-huh. And it's pretty funny. They do like parodies of some metal bands. They do like a really good Megadeth parody. Yeah, I remember on there yeah. where he does like a funny Dave Mustaine voice. To my dog else. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but that that's like uh, uh, an album of metal in jokes. Whereas yeah. this feels like an album of West Borland in jokes that we're not quite privy to. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And so like the humor, sometimes it's it's pretty fun and just quirky and funny. Sometimes it's just like a little too self-referential maybe mm-hmm. and it's like i i'm not in on this joke like i'm sure it's funny to someone but this is just like silly that's see that's the vibe i but, get from and, ween a yeah, lot exactly. too so, so it's exactly. like it's definitely yeah, yeah. in keeping with Very, the spirit yes. of the thing yeah it's the spirit for sure. of ween yes <laughs> uh, uh, also also known as bottom shelf vodka <laughs> Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, it certainly smells like Ween spirit. Yeah. Let me so, tell you. This this was um. <laughs> not not like, even getting. Smells like Ween. Okay, that was that was, that was great. That was pretty Sorry, good. It, 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 that was pretty like, good. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't catch it for yeah. a second, but yeah. I was talking. But yeah, uh, it smells like Ween spirit. Name uh-huh. of the episode. Yeah, definitely. Really, but um, yeah, it was uh, I like this album. Um, but. After when it got to the last song, the twenty-six minute song, it lost its direction, and like the diversity of the the album, I think almost hurt it. Yeah, um, I I would have actually preferred if it was a tighter, like thirty-five minute metal album. Yeah, I think that would have been better. I would have been like, wow, holy shit, that was like a pretty good metal album. Um, like the the fucking keyboard parts are really what stands out, but the guitar parts are sick as fuck too. Like. Mm-hmm. They're they're better than pretty much anything on the newest Limp Bizkit album. Yeah, there's a lot of like down tuned metal riffs. It mm-hmm. Sounds like seven strings to me, mm-hmm. but you know it could just be like a down tuned guitar. I don't know, yeah. but it's like it sounds it's really like heavy and yeah, weird. Some of the mixing's a little weird. It definitely, it, it has like a, a kind of it has a very bedroom vibe to it. Like yeah, this is an album made by one person in a room. I don't know if that's Some the case. It. it sounds like that no, in a lot of circumstances. There's multiple instrumentalists on this. One. No, I, yeah. I know, I know. I'm yeah. just saying that like it has that it has that kind of vibe yeah. to it. Um, but it is really interesting. I say it's definitely worth listening to, I'd and I enjoyed so. listening to yeah, it quite yeah. a bit. I, I'd give it a, a yeah. solid um, <clears throat> seven out of ten, maybe. Uh, yeah, sure. If it, if it was a lot tighter, it'd be a solid eight. Like if they just kind of took out the last track. I would give this one a three. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I would give this three Limp Biscuit skits out of five. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, move on. Moving on. Yeah, moving on to my number three pick, and that is Deceiver by Chemist. Uh, released on November 19th, 2021. So last year, a couple months ago here. Totally. And this was one that I didn't listen to at the time. Mm-hmm. I saw it and I had added it to my like list and then I didn't just didn't get around to listening to it. Mm-hmm. Mostly because like Chemist is a band that's been on my radar for a long time, but like I've never been a huge fan of theirs. I've mm-hmm. listened to a few of their albums and thought they were fine. Yeah. Um, but they were one of those bands I always like got my my eye on. I'm like, mm-hmm. I will listen to what you put out because like some of it's kind of interesting. And um, I hadn't listened to anything that they've done in a while, but I really liked the album art for this one. And I was like, it I'm gonna give this cool. a listen. Yeah. And it's a really cool record. Mm-hmm. It's like a really cool like. I, I feel like it's almost a prog album. It's yeah. it's short, but the songs are like kind of proggy, and mm-hmm. it's like they're heavy, and there's some really great guitar solos, really great musicianship in general. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of it's very modern metal in the vein of something like a modern Mastodon kind of. Okay, yeah, um, but like you know, taken in definitely their own kind of direction. It's it definitely sounds like a band that maybe started off as like a stoner doom sludge band, but then kind of became their own sort of like. Prog rock, sort of heavy modern metal thing. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to this record a few times though, and I, I really enjoy it. I think the songs are catchy and good, and I think it's it's a blast. Um, there's Did you say a blast, a blast. Even though there's no blast beats on the album, there are no blasts, no mm-hmm. blasts on this one. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of blasts on one of the other records I recommended. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, thought it was pretty cool. What do you think? I, I really like this album. Yeah. It's, uh, it kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, I've never heard of Chemist before. Mm-hmm. They have not been on my radar uh, because specifically up until this point, they have mostly been known as a doom metal band. Yeah, and, which I'm not really yeah, a fan of. There's, there's yeah. a couple doom metal bands I like, but like usually they just don't really come on my radar. Um, but this album just like started out with a beautiful classical guitar part. And there's a couple classical guitar, like there are yeah. guitar, classical guitar parts on this album. And they're all very well done. Yeah, like, super awesome. These, these guys yeah. are obviously like, I mean, it is a very guitar-centric band. Definitely. And uh, apparently, I looked it up, um, the bassist on this album was one of the guitarists because they're, mm-hmm. they like uh, they fired their longtime bassist last In- year. Interesting. I didn't and, know that. And so I actually, that is actually really my only um, really downside. I don't like the vocal delivery all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Especially with the clean vocals, the album is way too vocal forward, especially when they get into like harmonies and stuff like that. Um, sure. but when they do like the, uh, harsh vocals and harsh vocals with clean vocals, yeah. that's really well done. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the, the entirely clean vocal parts, especially when they get into harmonizations are just like a little too vocal saturated and like take, take you out of it a little bit. That's, that's um, where I feel like the prog influence really so, came in for me. Right. Right. Like, I was is, say, is in the yeah. vocals it, yeah. and I can definitely see that being a little polarizing. Mm-hmm. So, so one thing that like, Listening to the first song on this album, it like kind of like gave me a lot of different feelings because it starts out with that classical guitar part, mm-hmm. and then the first riff that comes in sounds so much like Slaughter of the Soul, dude. It's oh sure, yeah. like the the production, everything. Like the guitars are super saturated. It sounds like a metal zone going into an HM two pedal 
going to yeah, die. Yeah, and they're very like they're super like bassy. and they're playing seven strings and obviously. it's like it's heavy and, and then yeah and then the fucking snare sounds exactly like slaughter the snow snare. It's like this super <laughs> you murdered that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, and and so it was super heavy. But then the vocals come in, and the instrumentation changes up entirely. It gets like super proggy, mm-hmm. super cool. Uh, like at this at the core of their music, they are doom metal, and they do a yeah. lot of really like uh, I hate to use the word, but like epic doom parts. They do. Yeah, like, I feel like what they're doing though, mm-hmm. like like I was saying, you know, it feels yeah. like a band that like came from that and is right. now like really trying to but do they, their own thing because yeah. they, they're recontextualizing a lot of those type of things yeah. in like a faster context. Right. And so like a yeah. lot of stuff they did uh, reminded me like of like Intronaut. But, yeah. But yeah, without definitely. the cool bass parts, unfortunately. Yes. And so yes. really like if, if they had a good bassist, like a, a good like fretless bassist, mm. it would take their music to like. I mean, I gave this album a seven and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. But if if they had cool bass parts, it would be like a nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, because like the lack yeah. of bass, and then sometimes the vocal mixing just didn't do it for me. But it's a cool fucking album, uh, yeah. especially the guitarists. Yeah, the, it's a so, guitar forward. So album. that's yeah, that that's yeah. really like my main thing on it is like yeah. I just really liked the guitar playing. I think the riffs are really good. I think the song structures are really interesting the and good. Tone is the, the guitar tones are great. Yeah. The like the solos are really really yeah. good and they're yeah. really tasteful. Mm-hmm. Even though like so the guitar solos are surprisingly shreddy. Like sometimes. Well, I, the last solo on the record yeah. is like a bunch of sweeping and stuff, yeah. and like which is surprising because like it doesn't sound like it's gonna be that kind of band. Right. But then like you hear the solos and you're like, oh, that's pretty impressive. And like I, I still feel like even though they did some flashy guitar stuff, it's still pretty tasteful. It, it doesn't go too far into that realm, but it's it's surprising enough, you know, to be interesting and right. notable. Yeah, no, um, um, but very good album. So, so pretty cool. So and it's not yeah. too long. It's I think it's it like I think it's like forty two minutes long or something. Yeah, it's it's one of um, the the shortest albums on our list which, this week. Which you know, in an era where I'm listening to a lot of albums, that's a that's a a bonus for me. Yeah. I like I like I've being got, able to I've listen to multiple to the, things. The pike length. Honestly, yeah. I've gotten jaded from that. And yeah, just like, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, nice. definitely. Um, but so. uh, yeah, great production, yeah. awesome instrumentation. Uh, sometimes the vocal delivery is a bit much. Uh, sometimes there's not enough cool bass. But other than that, it is it is a really good fucking album. Highly recommended. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I would give this one a. Mm, I would give it a four. Large fries out of five. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. All right. What do we got next? Up next is your next pick, mm-hmm. which is Sick by Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, released January 14th, 2022. So just uh, wow, not as that of long ago. two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, it was like uh, when I sent you my list, like it was a, it was a week old. I, I just found Damn. out that he released it and I hadn't listened to it yet, but I'm like, you know what? I like Earl Sweatshirt. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm gonna dislike this album. <laughs> that's uh, that's how um, I was with one of mine. So yeah, yeah, yeah and, totally. Uh, so I'm just like, yeah, we're gonna listen to this. Um, yeah. So this is honestly the second best concept album I've heard about COVID and quarantine. Uh, right after Chromio's Quarantine Casanova. Oh my god, that which album is, is incredible. Such a fucking banger. If such you've never listened to it, it's one of the best synth pop albums. Of our generation. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it was, it was made in like three months after we went into quarantine and mm-hmm. fucking Chromio's like, well, we're just going to make an album because we got all this time. We're going to just hang out. Yeah, and so it's it was, like one of their 
best albums. It's they, so I would good. say it's it's their second best album and, under and literally, uh, their their uh, second fancy album. Footwork fancy or, Footwork, yeah. Uh, yeah, Fancy Footwork. So fucking it's so fucking good. Um, yeah, but yeah, like it, it's so good. It's um, incredibly so good. good. Um, yeah, when that came out, like we literally listened to it at work. Like yeah, I, every I played day it at work, for months. Yeah, like all the time. Yeah, it was yeah so like, good. Who is? Wait, is this about quarantine? I'm like every song. Every, every song, song is about COVID, and, and it's everyone's all, a banger, and it's it's, it's good, crazy. and their takes are good, yeah. and they're not like being shitty about no, anything. Like, they're just yeah. like, this is the yeah. They're this just commenting reality. on the world yeah, in uh, in a non shitty and non political and non whatever yeah. way. It's just like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what we're doing, and it's yeah. things are wild. Anyway, back to Earl Sweatshirt's sick. Um, mm-hmm. This album isn't a game changer at all. Uh, like his previous effort, uh, 2018's Some Rap Songs, which like went over huge. Like critically, that was probably the biggest rap album that was released that year. Hmm. And I've uh, not listened to that. It's amazing. So uh, I've only listened to one Earl Sweatshirt album. That's his first album. That's, that's because good. that was I mean, rec- that was that was recommended to me when it came out by uh, a friend of mine named Max. Yeah, has really okay, good, yeah. really good taste I in music. Yeah, 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 you know Max as well. Yeah. We should get Max on the podcast. Yeah, he'd be should. a good guest. I, um, I I actually invited him when we began this podcast, and he I said d- he was too busy. So I I talked to him when yeah. we when around the time we started too. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll hit him up. Yeah, let's yeah, get that. him on there. But anyways, he recommended me that because he he's as a He's always very current on music, has yes, really good taste. So. And yeah, yeah. Um, I remember listening to that and being like, wow, this is super unusual mm-hmm. and really interesting. Yeah. And then I listened to that a couple of times and then I kind of forgot he existed. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, I got that was back stuff. in like 2012, 2013. Yeah, something exactly. Like that. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a long time I think it was 2012. Ago, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so uh, it's not a game changer like some rap songs, uh, which Earl Sweatshirt produced entirely himself. Um, and honestly, the production for the most part really reminds me of fellow Odd Future Remember Tyler the Creator's newest album. It yeah, it reminded me a lot of the yeah. production of that yeah, one because there's a lot of like jazzy samples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like '60s, '70s, '80s soundtrack, yes, jazz, funk stuff. And uh, unlike rap, uh, some rap songs, the whole album isn't produced by Earl, but rather a mix of different and relevant producers, including The Alchemist and Black Noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the production isn't anything new, and it's like the newest, hottest production, which is actually really like it's like a throwback to like late '90s production, really. Yeah, like, I mean, almost like early night, like Wu Tang production, like yeah, you know, like yeah. fat, fat beats with like classic samples. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's cool, but it's like it is what it is. It's like the hot thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we listened to uh, the Mac Homie album also mm-hmm. had very similar production. It did. Very similar production, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Pray for Haiti, which mm-hmm. was uh, on my top albums of last year. Definitely. Great album. Had a great but, album, yeah. But uh, the thing that was great about some rap songs and why it was like a 10 out of 10 rap album for me is, like, he produced it all himself, and it was something incredibly different. Mm-hmm. This wasn't – that's the only real drawback to the album. This is a – it's a fairly standard – Hip hop album it in terms is, of like production and structure, yes, yeah. Uh, which however, surprised me considering yeah. like how unusual the stuff I've heard from him before right. it me usually too. is. Yeah. Uh, that said, though, like I did really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought it was really good. I, I think where the album really shines because the production is so of the moment is Earl's lyrics and lyrical delivery, mm-hmm. which is super unique. It, you know, if you haven't heard Earl Sweatshirt before, he's got this kind of. Uh, a delivery some people call lazy, but it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's it's disaffected sometimes, but mm-hmm. like for a reason. Correct. It's pretty cool. Um, it is pretty cool. And also, like his lyrical content is really interesting because you know, dude's a big rapper, but he doesn't 
you know, really rap about being big, like most big rappers do. He raps about like fatherhood, mm-hmm. uh, like COVID, like it is a concept album about COVID. That's yeah. why it's called sick. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he's talking about like the world in a new reality and raising a kid in a new reality that he's not prepared to raise someone in. Because, Who is right. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. yeah, none of us were prepared for this. Um, yeah. And it's, it's super interesting. And I think he's got a lot of interesting stuff to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the beats don't really shine on this album, but his lyrical content does. And yeah. I, I didn't feel like the beats no. were, were subpar in any way, but they, they definitely didn't like, yeah, they didn't, didn't, they didn't push great. the yeah. conversation. Right. There, there weren't in any individual beats where I was like, holy shit, right. that's a sick mm-hmm. beat. I, w- I was, but I did thoroughly enjoy the whole thing. And yeah. I felt like every song flowed into the next song really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the verses were really good and the flows were, he, he does have a unique flow. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I, like I, I hesitate to call it like drunk sounding, but it, it's, it's very like words slurring into other words and like yeah. odd pauses and like things like that. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds really cool. And it's definitely it like, what's interesting is that having heard only his first album and now hearing this one, like he's definitely like grown a lot as a, as a, as an artist and a musician and, uh, hearing how his sound is now is really cool. Like I thought it was a really enjoyable album and um, it has such a, a nice atmosphere to it. I, I can't wait to listen to it again. Actually. I, I'm glad you recommended it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I would give this a solid uh, <laughs> four PCR tests out of five. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gave it a seven out of 10. So I actually gave it a, Oh yeah. no, wait, no, I, yeah, yeah, seven out of ten. Good album. Yeah. Uh, nothing exceptional. If you want to get into Earl Sweatshirt, I would recommend just listening to some rap songs. Sure. And then maybe this one. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. My next pick is Intra Eye by Theon Cross. Okay, before we go any further, um, you, you recommended us a tuba album spencer <laughs> yes i did it jazz you, tuba to you, be specific you recommended a tuba a solo tuba player uh-huh album uh-huh us. uh-huh which like when i like <laughs> theon cross sounds like a black metal band it does honestly. it and does so I'm like wow spencer just chose a bunch of fucking metal this week and uh-huh. so i started listening to this album i saw the cover i'm like oh maybe they're like prog black metal uh-huh and i started listening to it and i'm like <laughs> what this is a motherfucking tuba album. <laughs> so ex- I know. Ex- explain yourself. Well, okay, okay, okay. So um, I've talked, I've I've spoken before about the virtues of Apple Music, and yeah. but one of the things that I like about the way the app is structured is that you can go through new releases in a lot of different, relatively obscure genres, and you can go back about tuba. <laughs> so you can go back about a year, yeah. which is. Cool. So, like, what I wanted to do is I have been listening to a bunch of jazz lately. Mm -hmm. So, I've been listening to a lot of Japanese jazz specifically and fusion, and I just like that stuff a lot. I like the atmosphere of it. And I was like, you know, I want to have a list that represents, uh, like, everything that I'm listening to. So, I want there to be a jazz album on here, and I want it to be a a modern jazz album. So, Mm -hmm. what I did is I went on Apple Music, and I went to the jazz, and I went to the fusion um, and I went through the new releases and I just picked random ones because I never heard of any of the artists. And so I just picked random ones and I listened to them. And there were a few that were interesting that jumped out at me. But this one jumped out at me the most. A tuba album. Because, A, it is a solo jazz tuba album. Tuba! <laughs> and, B, it is 
jazz tuba over modern hip hop beats. Yeah. Which is fucking sick. Uh-huh. And the songs on here are tight. And I really enjoyed the whole thing. And I wanted you to listen to it because I it was like, you know what? I think Britt would think this is sick. And this is an album that people should listen to. Yeah. Yeah. What do you um, think? Uh, oh, by the way, I didn't mention it was released on October 29th, 2021. Uh, Theon Cross's Intra Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really fucking cool. Uh, it was sonically different from almost anything that I've ever listened to. Yeah. Uh, with a brass bass instrument being the central and forward mixed instrument in every single song. Yes. Which is something I don't think I've ever heard before. Yes. I don't know if I've ever listened to a solo tuba player's album before. Uh, me, I definitely haven't. Like I've listened, you know, I'm all about the bass being a bassist. And so I've listened to, you know, like trombone players, the bassist of all types. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever listened to a fucking tuba album, but mm-hmm. this this did it right. This yeah, I don't me, think I've this, listened to a tuba album This made album me want to listen to more tuba music, which is a <laughs> sentence. If you would have told me like a year ago that I would be saying yeah. this sentence, I would have told you to shut the fuck up. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, it, it reminded me in a way almost of like a 90s British producer like air or massive attack mm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. In, in being that like there's a lot of jazz influence a lot of hip-hop influence mm-hmm. but it's all centered around the fucking tuba yes um and, and so a lot of the songs are like a drum beat with like bass tuba lead tuba and then like accent tuba yeah and and sometimes he'll have one or two other brass or woodwind instruments playing with or, or in, in, a, in the case of a couple songs there is some rapping oh, on uh, as well. exactly half of the songs have a vocalist uh, one mm-hmm. of them has a poet uh and the other have like some sort of vocalist some of them do like rapping or melodic rapping mm-hmm. some of them do straight up like british grime rapping it definitely had like a british feel to it and i don't know if this guy's british or i not. he is very british okay i, I yes. was gonna say he it feels like he's british because this feels like a british album and it has it has a lot of 90s influence but it feels very modern the production's super modern yes it's super clean and it's got like it's got some sick bass because yeah, it does. in a world where like all of the big bass stuff is dominated by fucking just compressed 808s and side-chained fucking 909s, like it's nice to hear a different type of bass. Mm-hmm. And this is a different type of cool dynamic bass. Yeah, it is. I'm all about this bass. Uh, solid 8 out of 10. This was one of my favorite albums this week. Nice. I'm glad you liked wow. it. Yeah, I would say 3.5 tubas out of five fair fair all right well we're moving on to nicks next we will be moving on to your last pick uh, of this week yes tell us what it is brit this is power paladins with the magic of Windfire steel released on january something 2022 i don't have the exact date sorry uh then Windfire is spelled w-i-n-d-f-i uh, Y-R-E. And so I saw the cover to this <clears throat> album in like a metal review site. And I was like, yeah, well, this is going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it. It looks pretty dumb. Yeah. It looks very dumb. It like, it looks like some D and D ass Rhapsody ass fucking power metal bullshit. Yeah, it does. And that is a hundred fucking percent exactly uh, what the album is. It yes. is a catchy, catchy power metal album. With awesome synth parts, awesome guitar harmonies, a really great mix, uh, really uh, great drums, okay bass, and amazing vocals. 
Um, it reminds me so much of like early 2000s Rhapsody, but with like maybe some late uh, 80s Iron Maiden and some Judas Priest lyrical and vocal feel. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that the album really lacks besides like a next level good bassist, which I'm always looking for, is a always. next level lead guitarist. Both mm. of the guitarists are very good and they play their stuff very well. But like if they had like a Luca Teruli from uh, yeah, Rhapsody yeah, 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 yeah. level guitarist in this, they would be like the best modern power metal because they're catchy enough to do it. Their songwriting is fun. They take a lot of stuff from like video game music. And yeah. Stuff like it's, that. So this album's pretty, pretty fun. It's, yeah. it's a very solid modern power metal album. Mm-hmm. If you like modern power, ah, if you like modern power metal, you should listen to it. It's yeah. pretty good. Um, I really liked the, the, what they do in this record that I think is cool is they have like, they do musical references. They reference things by playing actual yeah. like little snippets of a thing, yeah. which I think is a very fun thing. Yeah, they, uh, like they, they're in one of the songs, just randomly, they start playing one of the Zelda themes mm-hmm. yeah. and like, it's not for longer than like a few seconds. It's like a pretty short part in the song, mm-hmm. but it's, it's very fun yeah, yeah. and like it, it keeps the, uh, the fun up. Yeah, which is nice. Um, yeah, they, they they are definitely very committed nerds, and they definitely, reference all definitely. of their nerdy obsessions, and also which makes sense for power metal. Right. If we're and, being honest, and, like, and a thing too is like when I first listened to them, like, I mean, they're they are a, a definitely a, like a European power metal band, but I was like, I can't put my finger on where they might even be from. But then I found out they're from Iceland, and I'm like, that makes so oh, much sense. Interesting. Yeah, because That's they are pretty weird. They're different. Because I don't think I've ever heard Icelandic power metal before, and they have just a such a unique combination of influences that I can accept Iceland. I don't know if I could accept any other country except for maybe like the Netherlands. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. It reminds me a lot of Power Glove. Yeah. Power Glove has a very similar sound to these guys. Yeah, if, if Power um, Glove had like a sick-ass vocalist. Yeah, and they were doing like more traditional power metal, it would sound yeah. like this. Yeah. Very, very big, like, I wish Bruce Dickinson was my dad kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like they're definitely like those those kind of dudes. But also, that's cool. That's but chill. Also, like, that's fun. The Rhapsody influence is yeah, so well, obvious. Well, so it definitely, like, so yeah. what they're playing, they're definitely playing like European-style power metal. Yeah, like, yeah. this is, this is a, well, this is also American power metal because I'm American power metal is just European, European power, power metal. metal. Yeah, with yeah. A mix. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. So it, it's they're definitely playing that style, which is cool. Because um, if you can play that style well, I think that's that's cool and that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little, it's definitely more interesting than something like a sabaton. You know? Oh yeah. Anything uh, is more interesting than a sabaton. For sure, for sure. So it's definitely like higher energy, and more interesting. I would say musically, it reminds me a bit of like modern Halloween. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. So, uh, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's good. It's pretty good. Uh, the, my only criticism of it is I think the last song was a bit much. Like, the album runs on a little long. I think it's, like, 52 minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a little under Um And by the end of it, I was feeling a little exhausted of power metal. I, I did enjoy it. Don't get, don't get the wrong idea. And mm-hmm. I do think that it's really good. Yeah. Um, that's only a criticism based on my own taste. Yes. I don't, I don't think I'm, that, like, the album is bad. I'm much for power metal than you are. I, li- I, I like power metal, you, but... You, so, you do, you do, I, but you have never owned all of the Manowar DVDs like I have. That's true. That's true. You, you, um, you have. You can own that flex, and you can flex that upon me. Yes. Um, <laughs> Joey uh, DeMaio would want it to be so. On Grinder, I uh, sign up under Man for Manowar. Oh, that's 
beautiful that's how gay I, 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 I love that Britt. Yeah, thanks yeah, thanks welcome. that's super good yep. uh yeah my favorite type of power metal is like the throwback like early like like the the new wave of british heavy metal kind of throwback yeah. or like the uh early 90s american style throwback where they're doing like the crimson glory like stuff yeah, yeah. or like uh uh even merciful fate style stuff like I, Qu- I, queens reich earlier queens yeah Reich. Que- or, or early queens reich exactly like i love that type of stuff like that's my favorite kind of power metal mm-hmm. um that being said though like this is a solid modern power metal album and i have nothing negative to say about it i think it's yeah. really good oh. i would give it a solid um 3.5 uh, <laughs> 3.5 Gibson V's out of five. Fair. I gave it an 8.5. Hell yeah. That must Listen. mean we have one album left. That's true. We've got one album left to talk about. How do you pronounce this fucking band's name? I don't know. So I'm going to try my best here. Yeah. So this, this album is my last pick and that is there's always blood at the end of the road by Weeg Dude or Weege Dude. Weege Dude. Weege Dude. Uh, released on January 14th, 2022, just a couple so weeks ago. So same day as Earl Sweatshirt's yep. Sick, mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty right. Pretty right. So I was looking forward to the release of this one because I haven't listened to this band in quite a few years, but I remember, I think it was 2014, they put out their first album. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say 2014. I could be wrong but, about that. I, it's been a while since I looked at them, but I remember around that time between 2012 and 2015, they put out an album that was their first or second album that I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a lot back then. Um, and so I saw they were putting out a new one and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to listen to that. This is the one that I put on my list before I actually even listened to it. I was just like, I know this band is good. I like, it'll be a, a good listen. It'll be fun to talk about. And plus there's not a, I don't hear good black metal that often anymore. True. So like True. listening to a good, and I would classify this as a good black metal album. Yeah. Um, it's really intense. It's really raw, but the production is very clear. It's, um, it's raw. However, at the same time, it's incredibly melodic, which is weird. Yes, but, but they, they're very tasteful with the melody. I feel like they, they their balance are. of like... So, of like atonal and melody I think is right. really good. And the the riffs are, are interesting. Anyways, so mm-hmm. let me just talk about why I picked it. They... they uh, this band makes modern power or power metal. This band makes modern black metal that I feel like uh, pulls from some of the the right places if you're if you're trying to make modern black metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, there's there's a lot of like dissection worship bands. There's a lot of True. like um, there's even a lot of emperor worship bands now. Which some of those bands are all right, but like. Mm-hmm. Thing is, like, I'm kind of bored with that sound um, because I've listened to that stuff a lot. And I feel like this band pulls from just more raw black metal, more stuff like a like a Dark Throne kind of. But they're doing their own spin on it. And they're making their own like choices with melody that I think are interesting. Right. Uh, So anyways, I think it's a cool record. I think if you like modern black metal, you should check it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's really good. and It's really intense. And there's a lot of blasting and there's a lot of like really angry riffs. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty tight. It doesn't avoid it, it avoids cliches enough too. Mm-hmm. I think to to remain like somewhat fresh. Yeah, um, fair. fair. W- uh, what do you think? I thought it was really good. Uh, this was one of my other favorite uh, albums of the week. Um, it I was, thought you would like this one because good. I know I know you like a black metal, a I, good black metal I, I, every I like now a and good again. Black metal. And this yeah. is a good black. It metal. is. It is. Um, and like honestly. The first riff on the album is it's sick. I only listened to it once and it's still stuck in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, the thing is it's super melodic. However, it's like entirely pentatonic. Like yeah. it's, it's like, it's not in a key really. It's just 
something they keep playing over and over and it fucking gets stuck in your head. And they do that with a couple riffs on this album. Totally. And so it's what it reminded me of, uh, I totally agree with the dark throne kind of thing, but it almost sounds to me like if like a uh, melodic um, black metal band, Ash Borer did a dark throne album or something. Interesting. Like that. Yeah. 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 Cause, Cause, it, cause it, it, but it feels modern, right? It, it feels like they're pulling from modern yeah. bands as well. Yeah. So the yeah. Only thing I didn't love is they don't have a bassist. If interesting, they don't have a basis at all. If they had a basis to play, because they do some really cool melodic parts, and I didn't even a, notice if they had a basis to play. They really, there's no bass on it. No I, I, it sounded like there was bass. Oh, oh, sometimes oh, they do because I mean, I think they play down tune or something. So when they go into big chuggy parts, mm-hmm. like it sounds like they have bass, but when they're doing like the high up on the neck, like the first, mm-hmm. I, I I only noticed they didn't have a bassist after like the first song when they stopped playing that riff when they started mm-hmm. chugging because I was like, oh wow. It sounds like there's actually bass now. I thought it was just like the bass was way back in the mix, but it's apparent they just don't have a bassist. Huh. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I, the, I will always criticize albums without a bassist for not having a bassist. Sure. It's just a thing that Though, enhances music. <laughs> I gotta say, yeah. not having a bassist is the most black metal thing you might even ever be able to do. True. True. <laughs> However, like, yeah, and that, that makes them more raw black metal. However, <clears throat> yeah. I, I like the more melodic black metal side of them mm-hmm. and having a counter harmony of a bass in, in Oh, black metal, I think it's important. Like, like yeah. Nick Masterson in Kralis does a perfect job. Killer. Yeah, Amazing. an incredible job. Like, for sure. He, he plays such, like he, like without him, like the music would sound so much emptier and it just wouldn't be as like dense and technical and amazingly. Agreed. And so completely that, agreed. That, that's uh, that's the only real draw drawback. Other than that, I gave it a solid eight out of ten. Yeah, really good uh, album. Yeah, exactly the same yeah. for me. Uh, four out of five. Yeah. Uh, first song will just yeah. f- fuck you up. First song will it's fuck you up, stuck man. Stuck in your head it, forever. It's a it's a cool record. It's yeah. really heavy. It's really like aggressive. Ooh. Uh, one I, more thing I really loved about the album, uh, the vocals are like high passed at like yes two k and they're something. so harsh. They're it's so just, harsh. It's, it's all it's fucking rad. like airy and fucking yeah. arid. Like they yes. sound forbidden. And it's one of those those yeah. vocal mixes where they don't hide the vocals behind a bunch of like like reverb or anything. That shit's yeah. on there, but it's like no, it's raw. But you can hear fuck. what you can hear his throat, and it's like. Mm. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. It's tight. Yeah. Like really good vocals. Uh, it's definitely one of those bands that you would want to like play really loud in front of a church. Yeah. I think that would be cool. This, this like, aggressive, very angry music, but yes, in a good way. Yes. A good, yeah, a definitely. Good, good angry. Definitely. Good angry. Well, anyways, yeah, I would give that uh, <laughs> four burning churches out of five. Fair, fair. Burning churches, good. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, hell yeah. Well, anyways, hey, that's our album catch-up, our January album catch-up and mustard. Yeah, yeah. You, right uh, there. You got anything on your, your radar right now for, for next month? Anything coming uh, No idea. I haven't... I, I... I got to find some stuff. I don't know. I'm sure there's things coming out. I haven't been paying attention, though. Uh, Oh, no. You know what? Actually, I take that back. There is an album coming out next month that I'm pretty excited about, and that is... uh, Actually, I don't know when this album is coming out, but it's... uh, Yeah, the date is not listed here, but it's the This World is Going to Ruin You by Vain FM. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to that. They have a few songs released from the album so far, and they're fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommended. That's a band that put out a really cool record a few years ago. 
that a lot of people should check out. Oh, and then I'm also looking forward to It's Time to Rise from the Grave by Undeath. Okay. Um, Undeath is a sick fucking death metal band. Mm -hmm. Sick. Look at this album art, dude. Look at this fucking album art. Look at that D&D-ass bullshit. It's sick as hell, dude. Looks fucking sick. sick. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that one, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you got? Uh, well, Korn has an album coming out on February 4th uh, next month. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, We're definitely talking about that. Amorphous is coming out with an album. Could be good. Who knows? Uh, hmm. Let's see. Who else? Zeal and Ardour's new album's coming Ooh, out. Ooh, looking forward yeah, to that. They, looking they've forward already to that. released yeah. a uh, song or two from it, and it's really beautiful. Nice. Uh, as it is. Um, let's see. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland just released an album. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, yeah, he, <clears throat> he releases several of them. Uh, Boris just released an album. Okay. Um, All right, nice. Let's see. Uh, Aaron Lewis of Stained. Oh, yeah. Is it is it just like, cry in my truck, a conservative's tears? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, that dude sucks. Let's see. He's garbage. Yeah. Steve. Fuck Aaron Steve Lewis. Steve Vai just released an album. Uh, fuck Steve Vai. Ooh, classic metal band Saxon. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Slash featuring Mile Kennedy and the Conspirators has an album coming out on February 4th. We might need to talk about that one. Uh-huh. Definitely. Ooh, uh, here's one I'm actually really looking forward to that will be on uh, my list next month is uh, Voivod's. Uh, oh, Synchro Anarchy is coming out. That's going to be an interesting thing to yeah. talk about for sure. Um, Modern Voivod, yeah. also known as the band that is all the music is being written by the guy from Martyr, mm -hmm. which is pretty wild. Um, yeah. Um, if you've never listened to Martyr, you should listen to Warp Zone. Yeah, that's a name. That is amazing album. Uh, possibly actually, no, the best death metal album no, ever. One no, of them that easily. I honestly prefer Feeding the Abscess. Feeding Interesting the Abscess take. Is incredible. It is incredible, but Warp Zone, though. Have you seen though. Feeding the Abscess live? Yes. So I watched it with you. Fuck, yeah, you're probably. Yeah, right, yeah. it's great. Uh, um, Warp Zone, so, though. Uh, uh, an, uh, Canadian thrash band Annihilator has an album coming out. Holy fuck, Jeff Waters is still alive? Apparently so. I oh thought my God. his face their drummer was playing for fucking Dream Theater or something, though. What? I don't know. Um, Beach House is coming out with a new album. Metronomy's coming out with a new album. Avril Lavigne. Um, <laughs> Blood Incantations, Time Wave Zero. They're fucking oh, ambient they're albums ambient coming album. out. Oh, they're ambient album, okay. All uh, right. Guns N' Roses, Hard School, coming out on uh, February 25th. Oh. Along with a new album from Soft Cell, one from Tears for Fears, and one from The Scorpions. Wow. Right? That's a lot of 80s right there. Uh -huh. I'm yeah. really excited to hear a new Tears for Fears album. I know. That's... And, and, and Soft Cell. Holy who shit. The, who the fuck is in Tears for Fears now? That's a is great it question. still both guys, or is it just one of the guys? Uh, it's... Because, um, like, it, I know... No, it's it's the two original guys. What? Yeah. That's actually really exciting. I love that band. Tears for Fears, they've, one of the best bands. They've literally they've been a band for forty one years now. That's fucking crazy. Right? That's nuts, dude. Like good for them. Good for wow. them. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, that's holy uh, shit. That's what I'm looking forward to. We'll probably talk about a few of those albums uh, next month. Yeah, we probably will. Yeah, All right. so uh, well, with that, I have been Britain. And I have been Spencer. You've been listening to our Music Catch-Up Podcast. Stay mustard, my friends. Go fuck yourself, asshole. Fuck you. Uh, fucking, uh, uh... Run over your dad's dick with a lawnmower and then eat some shit, pissed hard. Yeah, eat a, eat a fucking <laughs> switchblade knife. Eat a switchblade symphony. <laughs> <laughs>